0: Friends, family of uh, Joanne's, and she told me a while ago, she said, now, nah, they're here. She said, you better do good. her, <laughs> so I said, nothing like a little pressure, amen? <clears throat> I'll tell you what, the Word of God's good any time, doesn't, uh, doesn't matter what takes place. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 20. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. 1 Samuel chapter 20. We find David here is, King David is on the run from Saul. And Saul has the intent of killing David. He knows that David is to be the king to take his place. and So now he is trying to destroy David, kill him. Verse 1 says, And David fled from Naoth in in Ramah and came and said, and said before Jonathan, and Saul's son there, "What have I done? What is my iniquity? What is my sin before thy father that thou seekest my life? And he said unto him, "God forbid thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should that my father hide this thing from me? It is not so." David sware moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine, sight, in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do for thee. We find here that... I said that David is hiding, and he's running from Saul. And now he's met up with Jonathan to talk to him to try to find out what's going on. And as he speaks with him, he shares with him again there. Let me say, read it again verse 3. says, David swear moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he, hath not, and he, and he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved, but truly as the Lord liveth, As thy soul liveth, and notice what he says, there is but a step between me and death. There's but a step between me and death. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, But a Step Away. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for the, the, the songs that have been sung to lift you up. Lord, it's not about how well we perform, it's not about how eloquent we can speak or All that we can do, but Lord, that you be magnified. Lord, I pray that you be lifted up in the hearts and the minds of people this morning. But I ask that the Holy Spirit would have freedom to work and to deal with hearts and lives this morning. May we lay aside ourselves and may we listen and may we open our hearts to you. And Lord, may we seek you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength this morning. May you be glorified. May you be lifted up. Lord, very possibly there may be someone in this auditorium or maybe watching by live stream that does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. If they was to die today, they do not know that they'd go to heaven. Lord, I pray that today would be that day that they'd come and receive as their Savior. Lord, we do remember those in the Ukraine churches and Christians there, Lord, as they're surrounded under siege. Lord, I pray that you'd protect them, watch over and be with them. Lord, I ask that Jesus Christ will be magnified even in this difficult time, and souls will be saved even because of it. Now, Lord, I pray that you be with us in this time. May I decrease, may you increase. Hide me behind the cross. Exalt my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. He's met with Jonathan here now. He had run. He had Michael, his wife, which was the daughter of Saul, King Saul, hid a and made it look like he was in his bed so that he could get away and escape from saul's men they'd come to take him and to carry him before Saul to kill him and he escaped out the window she let him down and now he's hunting for him and Jonathan comes and he's to talk to david and and David's laying out his petition before him, and David feels uh, that nearness that uh, of saul's intent to kill him, and he knows that any moment saul may find him and kill him. So he expresses it in reality when he says this to Jonathan. He says, but there is, uh, th- there is but a step between me and death. This past week, you can't help but see what all is going on in the Ukraine and, and listen to some of the pleas. And I understand. I, I, I understand what's taking place. There's, there's a lot of corruption in the Ukraine. I understand that. But boy, there's a great corruption in, in Russia too. I happen to know that there's many Christians in the Ukraine. There's missionaries that had to come out. I've read some of the letters from uh, from them. Heard about from different pastors that it was in contact with with uh, pastors that are still in the Ukraine, even in Kyiv and some of the others, and some of actually some of the the cities that have been taken and surrounded and all that's taken place there and. And I, I, I believe that we need to be praying that God would, would uh, free them, would protect them, and be with them through this. But this past week, I, I heard, and as I was reading, uh, this came to mind when I heard President Zelensky, which is a Jew. There's over 200,000 Jews there in, in the Ukraine. And uh, he made this statement when he was asked by a, a news agency if he was afraid to die. Three times this past week, they have put down assassination attempts against him by Russian agents slipping in from Chechnya and other places to try to kill him. And they've, they've been able to, to, to stop it three times, assassination attempts. They've asked him, so are you afraid to die? He made the statement, he said, you know, he said, I think that everybody, there's something within them no matter where you're at and, what, and what's going on in your life. He said, I think everybody has a little bit of a, a sense in them that, you want to live. You want to live. He said, so is there, a, could you say I'm afraid to die? He said, well, I guess you'd have to say there's some fear there of dying a little bit. He said, but I, I see more importantly for me to stay where I'm at and do what I'm doing and encourage our people and try to see this thing through and, and, and help those great people, he said, of the Ukraine. In another televised interview, Two or three times, he's made the statement to the media. He said, this may be the last time that you'll see me alive. And I thought about David. As David comes to Jonathan, he said, there is but a step between me and death. And I begin to think about that. and, And boy, it's a realization that needs to sink into the hearts and lives of every single person here. We're but a step between us and death. And that's why it's so important that we understand the need of knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior, first of all. But as I began to think on that, I thought, you know what? There's some other things that we're but a step away from. And I began to look at that. I began to pray about it, and God began to speak to my heart about it. And I felt like that's what we need to to preach on this morning. But I think that we first need to deal with this statement in the text that David said here, that there's but a step between me and death. See, each of us are but a step away from death and eternity. David said there, but there is a step between me and death. See, life is short. I mean, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow, it flies by so quickly, and, and no one really knows the day or the hour when the Lord will We'll say your, your time is ended and you die and, or maybe he comes back in the air at the rapture, catches us out of here. No man knows the day or the hour that the Lord may come. Not a person in this room knows whether you'll be alive tomorrow. Every one is but a step away from death and eternity. Oh, but preacher, I'm a, I'm a young man. I'm a young lady. I've got hopes. I've got... Things to do and, boy, I've got ambitions. Can I tell you that you're but a step away from death and eternity? I walk beside caskets no bigger than that. And you think about the, it seems a waste or the possibilities that that life could have had. You see, death is like it has a skeleton key that lock, unlocks any door. And so we must be prepared. We must know. James chapter 4 verse 14 says, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? Is that a vapor? It is even a, 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 it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanisheth away. We're here today, we're gone tomorrow, we're like a mist or a vapor that suddenly disappears without any type of warning. We see people lying in the hospital with with all kinds of diseases and heart problems and everything that you can imagine, and and we think, oh yeah, they're they're close to death, but my friend, walking down the street, a, a strong, robust person can be one step from eternity. One step. Life's short. Life is brief. Life uh, uh, is beyond our comprehension. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Peter 1.24, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But that's the reason that there's a desperate need in every person's life to make sure that we know where we're going to spend eternity. Because death and eternity is but a step away. In Matthew 24 and verse 44 says, Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. With that understanding and that death is so close. Different times. and I, Years ago I worked on the ambulance. Called out to different situations. People who were young people who were old sometimes it turned out okay sometimes it didn't we don't know the day or the hour but there's one thing about it we can prepare for the step you see salvation is also but a step away Jesus himself said behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come in to him and sup with him and he with me He says, behold, he said, I'm I'm standing at the door and knocking. He wants into your heart, but he wants you to open the door. And it's basically you've got to take that step to receive him as your Savior. Asking him to forgive you of your sins. Asking him to come into your heart and life and save your soul. Oh, that you might have eternal life. At the greatest question that that was ever given, uh, if a man dies, shall he live again? Job said, yes, he will. Yes, he will. In that step, if you take to open that door of your heart, Jesus has promised to come in and to save your soul and give you eternal life, solving the, the problems that come with death and eternity. In John chapter 6 and verse 37, it says, And the Father and all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Some people say, well, preacher, I, I, I need to get saved. I know I need to get saved, but I don't think a, that the Lord will save me. I, I went too far. I've done too much. No, my friend, he says, I behold, I stand at your door and I knock. He says, I want to save you. Doesn't matter who you are. He says, oh, but you don't know what I've done. Don't have to know what you've done. Jesus Christ came to save the, the lost. My friend, I tell you what, he said, the, the, those who are healthy, and he said, they have no need of a physician. He said, but those, he, he said, they're sick. They're in need of a physician. And oh, how he come. Died in your place, in my place. We could have eternal life. I remember in the middle of May 1975, God had been doing my heart. I knew I was lost. I was going to church. I'd been going to church for, for several years, and, and I was trying to be good, and I was trying to do what, what everybody was, uh, was supposed to do, and, and I was going to church, and yet I knew I was lost. I had never received Christ as my Savior. Oh, I'd made a profession of faith, but I had never truly received Jesus Christ as my Savior. The middle of May in 1975, on a Wednesday night, the boy stepped up from that side over there, stepped out and brother before I hit that altar I would received Jesus Christ my Savior you see it's not the words it's the heart for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation it's with that heart that we receive Jesus Christ but it took that step that you know what this, it was before that I was, I was sitting with I would be sitting with my friends and, uh, that I was in high school with and, and, and you say boy you, how old are you don't worry about it <laughs> And we'd sit back towards the back and, you know, and and I I wanted to get saved. But I was afraid of what everybody would think, everybody would say, because I told them before that I was saved. But finally I got to a point and I said in my heart, I'm not dying going to hell for nobody. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. And brother, I took that step. When I stepped out, the Lord had already worked in my heart. Man, I tell you what, before my knees hit that altar, I'd already received Christ my Savior. you got to take that step. You see, nobody else could take the step for me. Nobody else could, could get me to heaven. Nothing else that anybody else could do could get me to heaven. It was when I came to that place in my life where I realized I was a sinner on my way to the devil's hell, And my only hope was Jesus Christ. Amen. Took that step. Oh, well, I've never been the same. I'm not what I should be, but boy, I'll tell you what, I'm not what I was. Salvation is just but a step away. But you know what? There's other things that are just a step away. Many Christians are but a step away from great things in their lives. I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to do great things in and through my life. I don't want to just waste this life. What a terrible thought to think that you go through life and and one day, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. And if you go on and read, it says that every one of us shall give an account of what we've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be evil. We're going to give an account. There's rewards in heaven for living for the Lord. He said, oh, preacher, you shouldn't live for rewards. Well, I'll take yours then. Because, hey, listen, if the Lord's willing to give it, I'm willing to take it. Amen. He wants us to live for him. He wants us to to do what uh, he has planned for our lives. And and so we should live in such a way that he's honored and glorified. And and, and listen, there's so much that he wants in Christian's life. And I see so many Christians going through life and and their life is is mundane and it's dead and it's cold and it's indifferent. And and boy, they can can sit on the front row. They They get their handle out. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And they don't know what the glory is. They don't understand what it is to be saved. Man, you gotta stop and realize what you've been saved from and what you're saved to, amen? Hey, this morning, I want you to know something. Hey, I can step up across the top of hell and say, hey, devil, I could tack that thing with a water gun you say that's pretty bold No, I've got a great God amen Amen. I've got a wonderful savior that loves me and he died on the cross for me and I'm saved but he's got so much more for me than just to be saved and go to heaven he wants so much more in my life yet if I'm not willing to take that step that he has set before me to see those things and it's not his fault it's mine I'm but a step away from the great desire to do great things. You see, it, it's, a, it's taking a, that step that draws us closer to the Lord. He told us there in James chapter 4, it says, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to thee. Notice, you know, we've often illustrated how that, how that when we take that step, hundred step up over. You see, preacher, you've done this a hundred times. Yeah, but some of you forget everything. He said, if we'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us. So that means every time I take that step, He takes a step. But here's the good thing. Stop. Sit down. I don't want to look at you anymore. (laughs) (coughs) Here's the good thing about it. You see a daddy, and they got a little young child. And every time daddy says, okay, you take a step to me, I'll take a step to you. The average little small child will take a step of about 12 inches at the most. That daddy, a man, the average step of a man, unless he's got a problem, is 31 inches. Now my wife would say that mine is about four and a half feet (laughs) when we're out walking. You say, okay, I understand that. I don't think you got it. That little child's you and me. Amen. That father is our heavenly father. Yes. Amen. You realize that for every foot that that little boy is, is stepping, that father is stepping over twice that closer to him. And every time he takes another step of 12 inches, here comes 31 inches and another 31 inches. You realize that, hey, listen, when you draw nigh to God, you're taking that 12-inch step. And he's taking that 31-inch that step, Dustin. He, he, man, he's stepping out there. We think we're doing so much. And every time we take that little 12-inch step, here comes 36-inch step. Every time we take another 12-inch step, he draws a little bit closer to us. He said that if we draw nigh to him, he'd draw nigh to us. How's it start, preacher? You got to take that step first. Amen. He's got great things for you, but listen, if you're not going to take a step towards him, he's not going to take a step towards you. He said, "Draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you." But notice what the rest of that verse says. He said, he told us there. He said, "Draw nigh to God, and He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded." He said, "Listen, if you're going to step towards me, He said, you're going to have to change some things in your life. He said, you're going to have to clean some things up if you're going to come towards me." So he tells us, take that step. Notice we have that. That uh, you think about that small child and how he comes to us. We have the great promise of his step toward us as we step toward him in the prayer for great and mighty things. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you why I love Jeremiah 33. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He said, listen, I don't care how, how, how great your mind is and how much you can think and, and you've got great expectations. He said, mine's greater than yours. He said, I want you to understand. He said, I can do great and mighty things in and through you. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. That calling unto him is a stepping out towards him and asking him to do great and mighty things. And you're like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's over uh, your finances. Maybe it's over your, your health. Maybe it's over a lost loved one. Maybe it's over the job. Maybe it's over, and we can go on and keep naming it. But he said, listen, I can do great and mighty things if you'll just call upon me. Take that step out and call upon me and I'll do great and mighty things. So many times Christians aren't stepping. We're not taking that step. We get closer to Him. Some are but a step away from the blessings and the power and the presence of the Lord. You see, allowing we're many times allowing things in our lives which the Word of God and the Holy Spirit has pointed out that should not be there. Therefore those things become a sin in our lives that and we are we're to step away from them and take care of them. Sometimes in order to take a step towards them, you know what you gotta do? You gotta step away from something. Stand back up here, Hunter. Come here, Blake. I should have had you stand over there. I'm gonna call you sin. Your uncle is, well, never mind. <clears throat> <laughs> so, in, in order for me to take a step and draw nigh an to God, I'm stepping away from something in my life. Too many times, We've got things in our lives that are controlling us. Things our, it may not be great big, what we call great big sin. It might be things that's just besetting sins that are just keeping you from, from living for God. It might be that it's got more of a control on you than the Word of God. It might be whatever, whatever it is, but it's that, that thing is we say. And what's got to happen is I've got to turn from this and I've got to take that step towards God so that He'll take it. A... <laughs> it's hard to get good help, you know? <laughs> to take that step toward me. At the same time that I'm stepping towards God, look what's happening with the things of my old life and the things that was besetting me, the things that was keeping me down, the things that was keeping me from the blessings of God, the things that was keeping me from the, the, from the power of God and the presence of God. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from it. I'm taking that step towards God, and God's taking that step towards me, and I'm leaving those things behind. Hey, listen this morning. There may be some things in your life that you've got to step away from, but my friend, when you step away from it, step towards God. Amen. Thank you, fellas. Somebody told me one time, I said, man, you're rough on those guys. That's okay. It's my son and grandson. I don't care. (laughs) We need to step towards the Lord. This morning, I don't know what's going on in your life. The fact is, is there's a step of repentance as a Christian. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can I tell you, though, this morning, that's a step of repentance. What's needed today in many Christians' lives is a step of repentance, turning back to the Lord, turning back to the one. You say, well, I don't know what it may be in your life. It might be that you've got ill or ought against somebody. And the Lord told and He told the, the, the man that came and was going to make an offering there in, in Matthew. Uh, he said, uh, leave thy leave thy gift and, and go be reconciled unto thy brother, and then come again and offer uh, thy gift unto me. Hey, listen, it may be that you got to take that step of reconciliation with somebody I don't know before you can come and, and offer that offering before the Lord and, and draw nigh to God. But there's a step of, of, of repentance in our lives that many times that we've got to make so that we can step nigh. To God. David took that step when he had sinned. His sin was revealed unto him, and he committed adultery with Bathsheba and killed Uriah the Hittite. We find over in Psalm 51 David saying, He said, Have mercy on me. Upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. He goes on, he says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, create in me a clean heart and renew a righteousness spirit within me he says I'm, I'm repenting of that and, and notice the direction he's going when he's confessing that step of repentance there then he's turning to the Lord and he says restore me build again back that which was there before created me a clean heart restore the joy of thy salvation Lord let me and then if you go on down to, uh, in, the, in the latter part of uh, verse 50, or chapter 51 he says and then will I teach uh, uh, sinners and he said then will I do this and then will I do those things The step of repentance, that step that's drawn nigh to God. Well, today, if you're missing the joy that you once had, the presence and the blessing, the power that you once enjoyed with the Lord, take that step of repentance. All but preacher. If I go forward after you've preached like that, if I go forward and kneel there, somebody's going to say, man, I wonder what they did. <laughs> Am I right? Hmm? You don't want to admit it, but that's what you're thinking. Can I tell you something? Who cares what they think? That's right. The only thing that matters is what God thinks. That's right. And usually those that are sitting there, if they did think that, which they're probably not. They probably need to hit the altar too. You say, well, preacher, I'll just take care of it back here. Many times we let our pride rob us from drawing nigh to God and taking that step. I remember how Satan dealt with my heart before I got saved. Thinking, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? They see you go forward and you get saved. You said you was already saved. What are they going to think? What are they going to say? And after I got saved, you know what I found out? They said, been praying for you. I thought I was a pretty good person. They said, been praying for you. Oh, we're so glad. And Satan will lie to you and tell you everybody's thinking this or thinking that, my friend. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this is a bunch of Baptists. They don't think anything. Yeah. The fact is, is that we need to draw nigh to Him and that repentance. Take that step this morning of repentance and come to the Lord for a renewing and reviving of your spirit. Sometimes it seems that our steps are beginning to slide or slip in our walk with the Lord. The psalmist said in Psalm 73 and verse 2, he says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. He said, you know what? I was doing my best to try to stay close to the Lord. He said, I found myself slipping. I found my steps sliding. I found that I wasn't where I was before. It seemed like things were changing, and I I, I tried to get back where I was supposed to be. Each of us has been there in our lives. It seems that we're not where we was or, or should be and definitely not where we want to be in the Lord. You see, that feeling of sliding back or away, feeling like every step we try to make toward the Lord, we slip or we slide, not making any progress. Oh, but my friend, can I tell you this morning? The Lord cares. We can call on the Lord, and He will take a hold and keep us from sliding when we're uh, trying to to truly step toward Him. He knows your heart. He cares about where you're at. He desires for you to get close to Him. When He sees that slipping and you call upon Him, The psalmist said in Psalms 18, verse 30, As for for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. For who is God? Save the Lord. Who is a rock? Save our God. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds' feet and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me a sh- the shield of thy salvation, and, and thy right hand hath hold me up with uh, up, and, uh, and thy gentleness hath made me great. And verse 36 says, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip; that they did not slip. You see, the Lord will lift you up. He'll lift you up out of that s- slippery, narrow step, and He'll enlarge your steps to get you closer to Him quicker. You see, He's our buckler. He said He's our rock. He's our strength. He maketh our feet like the hinds' feet uh, in the rocky cliffs of the mountains so that they will not slip. He's that shield of salvation to keep us marching onward and upward for Him. Uh, With His right hand of power, He preserves and protects us and provides for us. He will enlarge uh, your steps and and, and dries your feet and will keep you from slipping and falling. Oh, He cares about you and me. Oh, He cares. He says, I understand. He said, I understand when you feel like you're slipping. He says, call on me. He said, I'll dry them feet. He said, I'll enlarge them steps. He said, I'll make your feet like hinds feet. I was watching an animal video, and these, uh, uh, they were like wolves, but they weren't wolves. But anyway, they was after these antelope or goats or whatever they were. And they, the, 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 they run up and they went over and they got on this rocky ledge and they went down and, and you could s- tell that they were standing on little bitty ledges uh, sticking out on that, on that rocky wall. And all these, these uh, wolves uh, came up there and they, was, and they was trying to get to them and trying to get to them and, and trying to get to them and they couldn't and, and they would start slipping and almost fall off and they'd run around over here and they just stood there. I mean, there was a barking and howling above them and they was trying to get at them and they just stood there. Lord said, when that old wolf, when that old devil cometh with you like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, he said, I'll make your feet like hinds feet. He said, you can run to the rock that is higher than I. He said, I'll be, the, I'll be, I'll be your cleft in the, in the storm of life. He said, I'll protect you. He said, there's a place for you to stand that nothing can get to you. doesn't matter how they howl. doesn't matter how they attack. He said, just stand right there on that ledge. He said, I'll make your feet like Heinz feet, and I'll keep you from slipping. They finally, they showed the, in that video, they finally just left. That's the way the old devil is. He'll go looking for something easy. Oh, how we need to draw near to the Lord. We're to step his direction and follow his footsteps. Everything in this world is calling for you and me to go after it. Satan is calling, the world is calling. The Holy Spirit of God says, "Don't go that direction. Follow me." In First Peter chapter two verse twenty-one it says, "For even here too ye shall be called." Uh, let me back up. For even here too were ye called because Christ also suffered for us. Leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. His steps. We're to follow the Lord's GPS. What? The Lord's GPS. God's precious Son. God's, God's purpose in steps, purposed steps for our lives. He wants to direct that step that you, that you need to take next in your life for him. The psalmist said in Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. He said, listen to those steps. He said, the Lord orders them for you. It should be our prayer as it was the psalmist, as he said in Psalms 119, 133, he says, Order my steps in thy word. Let not any iniquity have dominion over me. He says, get into the Word of God and let it direct your steps, causing you to go the right direction in your life. We need to seek the Lord and allow Him to guide our steps because one, because one step always leads to the next step. One step always leads to the next step. In closing, as we look at the times that we're in, we're but one step from the rapture but one step from the rapture. God's going to catch out His bride. Matthew 24, I read earlier, it says, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. But one step, one step from the rapture. Many think, oh, well, well preacher, this has got to happen. That's got to happen. No, my friend. If you read the scripture and you understand as far as tribulation, yes, there's things that take place before the tribulation. The Ezekiel 38 and 39 war has to take place before the, before the, before the uh, tribulation period. We talked about that. That's with Russia and them coming down to Israel and God will destroy them. I'm not going to get into that. They talked about it before. But the rapture is what is called imminent. That means it can happen anytime now. You say, preacher, well, yeah, but what's got to happen before the Lord catches us out here? Nothing. Just the trump that'll sound to call us out. With the voice of an archangel, the Lord shall shout. You say, preacher, what's he gonna shout? I don't know. Come up hither? I don't know. Probably for all of us to be attention Walmart shoppers, I don't know, but he's gonna call us out of here. <laughs> he's gonna get our attention somehow. And he's gonna call us out of here at that trump of God and we'll be gone. We're just one step. Bible's plain. Some here today. There's a step you need to take this morning. I don't know what it is. You do. Maybe if you know Jesus Christ, you don't know Jesus Christ your Savior, I can tell you that your step is, is that you receive him as your Savior before it's too late. You don't have a promise of tomorrow. All you have is today. Take that step. Come, I'll be down front. We'll take a Bible. We'll show you how you can receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. For those who are saved, I don't know what it is that next step of obedience unto the Lord as He speaks to your heart. You see, this message calls for you and me to that next step. Because you're just one step, just a step. Away from where the Lord wants you. What's the step in your life? Preacher, I'm afraid of that step. He said, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, Lord, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. He said, just take that step and draw an eye to me. Well, what, what about the step after? He said, don't worry about the next step. He said, we'll take care of that one step at a time. Just take that step. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. Father, we thank you for your love and thank you for the step that Jesus took when he went to Calvary. Stepped down out of the throne room of heaven, laid aside his priestly robe, his royal garment, his crown. Took on the form of man. Went to Calvary, died in our place. Rose again that third day because of his shed blood his death, his burial, his resurrection. Lord, we have a living Savior. Because he lives, we can live also. Lord, our hope is not in man. Our hope is not in being good. Our hope is not in money. Our hope is not even in a church membership or a baptistry. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Lord, this morning I pray that you draw those out that need to step out this morning. Take that step and receive Jesus Christ, their Savior. Religion won't get them there. Church membership won't get them there. Help them to take that step like I did in 1975. And Lord, I pray that you'd be with every Christian here. They know the step that you're calling them to. It may not be a step where they're in sin, but it may be a step of getting closer to you. Every one of us could take that step for sure. Have your womb way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed, your eyes closed?